Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 110 of So What's Been Happening on Wednesday, the 11th of October. Uh, this is an exciting night. It's in the end of a three-peat uh, that we've done back-to-back. -back. It's the last one for a few days, but excitingly enough, we get to talk to the super talent that is Emily South. This one I've had in the works for a little while. Uh, I've touched base with Emily um, and wanted to have a chat to Emily for quite some time. So I'm glad we've been able to make this work tonight on an exciting week for her uh, with a single debut uh, happening this Friday night at the Old Bar in Collingwood. So make sure you get along to that. Um, what? How else could you better start a weekend? Let's face it. Uh, and thanks for joining me, everyone that joined me Monday night for Velvet Bloom with Maddie Edwards uh, and also Stephen Holmes last night from Humble. Uh, we had a great chat with those guys. So I look forward to having a chat to Emily shortly. But the question you say, who is Emily South? Um, and what is this weekend that we're talking about? That's the exciting part we're going to talk about tonight. So let's bring her up. And there's no, I could do the big intro but there's no point doing the big intro because we're going to let Emily tell us a little bit about herself and her journey in music tonight. So welcome to episode 110 of So What's Been Happening, Miss Emily South. Hey, Aaron. Thanks for having me. It's great no to be problem. here. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday night, which is, sorry, is it Wednesday? Yeah, it is Wednesday. Uh, yeah, on a super busy, busy Wednesday night for you, I believe. Uh, a photo shoot was in the works today. That's right. I just just walked in the door like five minutes before um, logging on to check the camera. So the house is just in absolute chaos around me, except for behind. Yeah, yeah you um, can't tell. Yeah, it's been a busy, it's a busy week. Yeah. Like you sure said, we're we'll the launch on Friday. So um, I did a photo shoot tonight with Al Parkinson, who is not only my best friend, but an amazing photographer. She takes most of my press shots and... Um, the photo shoot was for the next single coming out, the one we're going to talk about tonight. So, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It never stops. Um, and one thing you've been identified by, or I identify you, is that uh, beautiful bright red lipstick, Emily, that you always feature on um, brand. Yep, absolutely on brand. So we went with the red background tonight. Um, Thank you very much. This is, this is pro. I feel like I'm on MTV. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but we, uh, we try our best. Look, this yeah. show came about really uh, in, the, in the in amongst COVID period where we chatted to a couple of friends and we got sick of just the whole Zoom factor. So we jumped on and we went live. Uh, we had a chat to some musician friends that obviously the whole industry got shut down overnight, yeah. as we know, including yourself. Um, and we just started bringing on muso mates and see how they feel, made sure they're okay and had a chat. And after all this, on the back of this, 100-odd episodes later, we're still here and we're we're chatting to new musicians as well about life, about releases, about life after COVID. We want to yep. forget that time. Um, although it was such a good time for a lot of artists because they got a chance to write new material um, yes. and have a have an outlet effectively. Yep. Wasn't that way for everyone. Um, so let's go back a little bit with, uh, I, want to, I want to start off when you're a very young girl. Yeah. <laughs> what's your first memory of music and how, how did it come about? Well, I mean, I've always loved music. I've always, you know, it's something that was just around that I've always felt very excited by and, you know, like that wonderful feeling of kind of like just music playing really loudly. I still love listening to music like super loud. Um, my parents would play music through the house. They're Neither of them are musicians. They love music, especially my dad. But um, so just having music on all the time, I was glued to the radio as a kid, like, 
you know, at the time listening to, when I was in primary school, listening to lots of just kind of commercial radio stations, but that was just like this little clock radio next to my bed and I'd fall asleep with it on and then that upgraded to like the CD player with, you know, and just there I would have music on all the time and I guess I would sing all the time as a kid but, you know, very shyly and not in front of people and only when I thought my parents weren't around. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've always loved it, yeah. Yeah. And any memory of a particular artist that you loved growing up with as a young youngster? Like young as in a kid, you mean? Like or a yeah, teenager? With, no, let's go with a kid first. Yeah, I mean, my mum used to play Edith Piaf a lot, so I used to love listening to, to her. Yeah. Yep. Um, that big, huge, amazing voice and the strings. Mm. And um, as a kid, I really listened to a lot of pop music. Yep. You know, I grew up in the outer suburbs and, you know, access to live. I, I didn't even realise live music was a thing really until I was much older. Um, mm. in my, So I, yeah, just anything that was playing on the radio is what I really loved, like pop artists. Like um, I was obsessed with the Spice Girls when yeah, I was, right. yeah. yeah grade five and six and I had I have to ask what was your what was your favorite Spice Girl then well I think my favorite was I was always Sporty Spice because I had like the brown hair and the ponytail and um so that's who I was in my friend group's little Spice situation in grade five yep (laughs) but um I mean probably probably um Ginger Spice was my favorite Yeah, um, she definitely definitely was one with a lot of talent. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Some were there yeah. for their looks, but they all they all what an amazing group. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. I was just watching the new David Beckham uh, uh, doco that's out now, and a couple yeah, right. of episodes in. It's uh, obviously yeah. very much around that era. Uh, yeah, okay. When they off. I yeah. saw a really good clip of him um, getting posh to confess that she was driven yes. to um, school in a Rolls-Royce, which is very fitting, posh spice. Yes, she started <laughs> off mentioning uh, that she was from a working-class family. And that's yeah, yeah, that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not quite. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, then, I mean, yeah, I listened to lots of pop as a kid because that's kind of what was on the radio. That's what I That's what I was exposed to. Yeah. yeah. And music as a teenager for you, what I mean, uh, it obviously changed from pop, did it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I started playing guitar. I I really got into bands like all the classics, which is like I'm a guitar teacher now and I teach young kids and it's just like it feels like the same songs. Everyone wants to learn the same songs that I wanted to learn as a kid and like all the same bands that I was getting into um, are what kids are still getting into when they kind of discover like electric guitar and music. And um, so, you know, all the classics like I was obsessed with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That was the first concert I went to. First song yep. I learned on guitar was Can't Stop. Um, yeah, right. So Chili Peppers, like the Foo Fighters, they were kind of the big bands when I was, you know, 14, 15. Um, and, you know, Nirvana and, you know, Metallica and yep. kind of all of that, like, heavy kind of electric guitar yep. kind of stuff, like all the kind of grunge rock Um Yes, that was that was what I was into as a teenager. Nice, nice diverse mix there. For yeah. Sure. Um, and yeah. from there, um, your first you mentioned your first concert, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Uh, where, where was it? Do you remember? I was at Rod Laver Arena. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was fourteen, and they were doing their By the Way tour, so yep. it would have been what two thousand and one, maybe 2001. Yeah, around there. Um, yeah. So it was a big deal to be going to that. It was like me and one other friend who were young and we went with some older friends and 
yeah. um, it was just like it was amazing. But yeah, we always always remember your first one. You always um, remember your first one. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, so far yeah. away from the stage, so I was just like my first experience of a mosh pit, or it wasn't really a mosh pit. It was pretty tame where we were because we were so far back. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. It was yeah, it was pretty pretty exciting experience to go and see a band live. Yeah. Absolutely, especially one with such energy that Chili Peppers and still yeah. have today. Still have today I for guess, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of I haven't listened to them in a really really long time, but they were you know the band that kind of got me into playing guitar at least. So well, I urge yeah, you to yeah. dig them out for dig them out for old time's sake because there's some yeah. old albums there. Um, yeah. and they haven't they haven't aged honestly. Uh, so they're still rocking out <laughs> as we know. Yeah, um, so the guitar, when what age did you pick it up, and why was it the guitar for you? Um, I mean, I started learning guitar when I was in grade five. Um, just at school, like, you know, there was a music class that was run at my primary school. One of the classroom teachers or art teachers, um, she just started running kind of after school guitar lessons. And so I was keen to go along because my best friend was going along and um, convinced my parents to get me like a little, little kind of nylon string acoustic guitar so I could go to guitar lessons. And I think I learned two chords, um, which was great. It was fun, but I'm a highly undisciplined person, so I don't think I kept kept at it for very long. Um, yep. So the guitar kind of just, you know, like a string broke and whatever, it just ended up in the cupboard. And then I was, you know, 14 or 15 and started, you know, going to house parties with my friends and, and two friends of mine, um, Ben and Jez, just taught me how to play um, Can't Stop on guitar. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever because I was like, oh, I can play this song that sounds like this song that I really love listening to. Mm. And from then I just went home and I think there was like a string missing on my guitar. So I figured out how to play it without the string there. And it was just, I just couldn't stop playing guitar. It was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it's I a just, fitting, I, fitting song to learn. Fitting, fitting song, it's true. I never first. thought of it like that literally until yeah. it just came out of my Yeah, head. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and funnily enough, uh, you would have been one of the cool kids if you could play guitar for sure. I guess so, yeah, yeah. There weren't many, um, it wasn't a huge music program at my school, so there weren't heaps of my friends who played music and played guitar, yep. but, uh, you know, I did have some friends outside of school who were into it and um, I was that, like, annoying person at every party where it's like if there's a guitar in the corner, I just couldn't stop looking at the guitar and, like, be like, when is it my turn to play? Exactly. Yeah, it's a real thing. That, that's really cool. And then, yeah. uh, obviously, combining singing, when yep. did... Uh, when did the, the the song and the guitar kind of join together for you? Well, they. I mean, I guess I always sung as a kid as well. Like I was always singing at home by myself, hoping no one could hear or like, you know, with my friends singing Spice Girl songs and stuff as a, as a really young kid and then getting yeah. a bit older and before learning guitar would be like singing in my lounge room to like Killing Heidi and, you know, amazing Ella Hooper. She's incredible still and like all that kind of stuff and, um I studied music after I finished high school. Um, I did a music performance course and it was kind of there, like I did that for guitar and I really, I kind of always wanted to sing. But, yeah, the first time I really kind of sang and played in front of anyone else was when I was about 19, like first year uni and second year uni. And, and from there it just kind of, yeah, it was the most terrifying thing I'd ever done but also felt really great to do Um and I just want, that's kind of, I guess I was into like Jeff Buckley at the time more and more kind of like indie stuff and mm. um, loved learning his songs on guitar and seeing them. And um, so, yeah, it kind of, kind of started there, I guess. Yep. And, yeah. And uh, 
what was the amazing part about Jeff Buckley really for you? Um, was it lyrically or was it just the way the songs happened? Or obviously he was a beautiful man, let's face it. But yeah, um, that, um, the guitar, what was it for you? I think it was all of it. I think initially it was that it was a person who like played guitar that, you know, felt kind of fun and int interesting and cool and like a bit challenging to like learn the guitar parts. Um, which is what I really liked at the time. And and then also the singing was really beautiful and kind of, I mean, he's such a beautiful singer. He's such a beautiful yeah. singer. Um, I just found Grace, the album, in my dad's, like, CD rack and pulled it out once and listened to it and was just like, what is this? This is incredible. Yeah, and just kind of um, wanted to learn all the songs from the album. I had, like, the tab book with all the, and that's, I just became obsessed with all of it, I think, like just the, the idea of, like, playing guitar really well and, um singing at the same time and it I just yeah that was it was really yep. about and just on just on that how hard of a challenge was it for you to combine singing with guitar because a lot of people can never get it and never and go one way or another they keep singing or keep playing guitar and not necessarily both yeah. was it a challenge at all um I'm, I'm sure it was like um I guess it's been so long <laughs> since I started doing it. It is. Yeah. It's a challenge. Like it can be a challenge still for sure depending on the song and, and how yeah. it, you know, how it works together and how the rhythms are. And um, But I really enjoy it. Like I find, yeah, for me personally I feel like uh, I struggle doing either of those things separately. So like I, I really struggle playing guitar in a band if I'm not singing as well. And bass too. Like I always find it easy to play bass and like sing at the same time. And it kind of yeah. like centres me within the song I guess. Mm. Um, and likewise, I feel really kind of, I just feel totally exposed and, and nervous and without a guitar while I'm singing, like, it's really fun to do. And I love doing it. And I love the idea of being like a front person of a band, like, like Amy Taylor, who just like completely jumps around on stage and, yep. you know, sends it vocally. But, um, you know, I think I just, I yeah, feel most comfortable when I'm doing both at the same time. Yeah. Kind of keeps me in, keeps me in check. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and talk yeah. about keep a band in check. That's one thing you do well. Um, but you also you also let the band uh, do their bit um, and have yeah. play environments. Uh, it's one of those bands, isn't it? Yeah, totally. There's so much trust there between us. We've been playing together for a long time, and um, Matt, my guitar player, who you know, is also my partner, and so we've been playing music together for ages now. And um, you know, like he's just amazing. So giving him free reign of something is just it's great. It's exciting for me to hear the kind of you know the things that he can bring to the songs and. Um, same as Will and Dan, like the uh, my bass player and drummer. Um, yeah, it they kind of definitely. I feel like I'm in charge <laughs> of the band, but at the same time, really like love to give them kind of um, space to to do their thing as well because they're all just yeah really incredible musicians. Like I'm very grateful to be playing with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Long may I continue for sure. Um, yeah. And the first song you ever wrote. Uh, not necessarily recorded, but yeah. um, did you end up recording your first song you ever wrote so far? Um, if I really think about it, the first song I ever wrote was probably in primary school um, with my best friend Karina and yep. uh, it was called like Cool Charm. We nice. still to this day fight about who actually wrote the song and wrote the lyrics. Right. I still think it was me and she still thinks it was her. But yep. <laughs> so yeah, that definitely wasn't yeah. recorded. We should. We should record it now. But yeah. um. Yeah, and then I guess when I really started playing songs and, like, when I started writing songs and playing gigs and doing, like, open mics and all that kind of stuff, um, I think I recorded a demo of the first few songs that I wrote. I mean, I, I guess I had to, 
as part of my uni course. I had to record some stuff, but um, so I did record at uni, but nothing ever happened with the with the recordings. Okay. I'm sure yep. there's somewhere on like a, a hard drive or a CD or something like that somewhere in the cupboard. <laughs> a scratch CD or a hard drive that doesn't mount anymore, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to, plug into the computer. <laughs> it'll go off into the distance, and no one yeah, will ever yeah. find it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so let's talk one of your first singles, How. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we go back a little bit, around 2016-ish, yeah. I believe. That would be but, right, uh, yeah. Exactly, mm, yeah. Um, the good part is is Apple documents these dates. <laughs> so that's true. Hopefully that's when you record it, but that's the yeah. date that's official. That's uh, right. This was, the, this was the cover. That's um, it, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And some, some yes. fantastic artwork you've had along the way, uh, all the way from EPs uh, and also um, – Album albums themselves, so the hair yeah. hasn't changed. That's still <laughs> that's still part of very much who you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but some some great covers, some great concepts here. Uh, very much in the vein of of the pick behind me. Um, yeah. In and and so is obviously your latest track, Weekend. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we'll talk through that too. But um, there's some there's some fantastic shot. Red's obviously one of your staples. Uh, no question. Um, <laughs> when did when did red become part of your your love and nature? I guess like I've always loved I've always loved the color red. Like I've always um, it's always been one of my favorite colors. I think like I, I mean I dress obviously I'm wearing a red jacket now too, and in, in all the stuff I'm wearing a lot of red. But I tend to wear a lot of all black, I guess. And so yeah. I was living um, in 2000 uh, gosh 2013. Just before I released my first EP, the Aloha Au Revoir one, I was actually living in France and um, for a couple of years and I just loved the idea of wearing like red lipstick and I was in my early 20s and I thought it was so sophisticated and glamorous to <laughs> wear red lipstick all the time and that's kind of when it started. I went and bought like used my, you know, first few paychecks to go and buy like a really fancy like red French Dior lipstick and and was terrified to wear it at Sutton and now it's just really become something that I that I love and I feel like red's such a strong, bold, powerful colour that it's nice. Um, the pops of red is something I love. Like I love it in film as well, watching um, like Twin Peaks, which is one of my favourite series, David Lynch, yeah. um, 90s sitcom. Well, not even a, it's not a sitcom, is it? It's like a, a drama series, I guess. Yeah. Um, just the way that cinematography is, it's so beautiful and the reds are just so vibrant and, and kind of popping in this like kind of green palette. So I'm, I'm really like drawn to that, um, that aesthetic and it, yeah. So I guess it's, it's just kind of without, it's, yeah, just become my brand, I guess. That's <laughs> I just, very and I just love it. Yeah. I feel like I don't feel quite right if I'm not wearing like red lipstick or a pop of red somewhere. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah become part of you now so yeah I, I, sometimes i want to buy other colors like other clothes in other colors and i just never wear them so i'm just like, right oh. well pe people don't recognize you anymore even your friends yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. um I always know when emily south's in the room we can spot um not necessarily by height um but yeah. we can definitely find the lipstick for sure definitely get lost in the crowd yeah no, sure um i want to kick off with uh shotgun the single yeah. um, this was the album cover and once again, red's highly featured, yeah. um, and as we said, is part of you. You, but this is a great clip, so I just want to play a little bit of it, and then we'll just kind of oh. talk talk about yeah. how this kind of came oh. together. Yeah, yeah. 
2019. 2019, that's right. It's the last time I released music before weekend, yeah. Feels like forever. Yeah, it really does. And actually, it's it's so it was so nice to just watch the clip just then. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I haven't I haven't sat and watched it in quite quite some time. Yeah, that's kind of why I play play some yeah. little snippets of what's around and uh, people yes. forget elements of the clip and, and I yeah. urge everyone to jump on YouTube and, and have a look at all three full clips yeah. that we're just going to play snippets of tonight. So Shotgun um, obviously says say no more as far as uh, bring it because you yeah. absolutely did on that. that uh, and you always <laughs> do when you play it live. It's it's one of one of your greats for sure. Oh, um, yes. Just tell us a little bit about that clip um, and how it kind of oh, came together. I love that you're asking me about this because it was literally shot on the wall behind me. Um, Matt and I moved into this house in at the start of 2019. Um, we're in renting in Fitzroy North, and it just kind of had this, yeah, this this big kind of like great lounge room. And um, I just wanted to make a clip that was like a bit DIY. So it was it was Matt and I working on it together with our friend Jade um, Ludewijk. She's amazing and and has like extensive experience in like editing and and filming. So she kind of like hired all the gear and and came up. I kind of had the concept, I guess, and then she came up with the, you know, how we would do it. Um, and Al Parkinson, who takes all my photos, including the cover for Shotgun, um, she came and helped out as well, like all the different kind of props and things. Um, I think I just wanted to make something that was like really visually striking and like the really bold colours and and cool. So we got this massive piece of um, MDF board from Bunnings. I can't remember how we even got it to the house because it was so big it wouldn't fit in the back of like Matt has a wagon so it wouldn't fit in the back of that. I think that his parents were around at the time, um, bless them, and like they, I think they walked with the piece of MDF from like the hardware store to our house to get it to us and we painted it um, blue on one side and red on the other side and then hung like a big white sheet just to get all the different kind of colour combinations and um yeah, it was a lot of fun, actually. It's uh, the milk jug is right here. I've got my water in there, so it's the, uh, yes. the same, yep. <laughs> the very <Yep>. same, <laughs> still exists, still used. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, um, it's a really good clip, and and to be honest, so are all your clips. So, how important is the artistic component of putting a clip together now for your music? Um, and obviously, it flick, flicks me back straight to watching Rage. And all the great shows that we grew up with. Uh, yeah, how important is it for you to, to make sure that the visual component uh, fits a song? Yeah, it's such a good question because it's like it feel. I've always really loved film clips as well and video clips and, like, you know, loved kind of getting home or going to my grandparents after school and watching, like, MTV, whatever it was, and just watching video clips. And I discovered so much music in that way. And often I'll hear a song and, like, the first thing I think of are the visuals of the clip. Mm. Um, and it feels really exciting to me to kind of like watch a visual, you know, to a song that yeah. um, it just kind of enhances the art, I guess, or adds like another component, like another creative side to to the artwork. And obviously there's like a bunch of other people working on it. So there's like, a, you know, outside of the band itself, there's so much more that comes comes into it, which is it's beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I've always loved it. Like if I could, if I could afford to, I would make a clip for every song on every, you know, thing I've released. Mm. Um, you know, I've definitely done some DIY clips like Shotgun, you know, with using the generous, generous time of friends and, um, you know, their skills and, you know, on the very cheap other clips we've made. And, um, 
so yeah, I mean, I love for the newest clip that we did with Weekend, like working with Nick McKinley, who who does that professionally, you know, and all the time, and has produced and directed some of my favorite videos for artists. Now, like, yeah, it was such a great experience and so cool to do. But yeah, I mean, like for me, it is important to have visuals. Like, I feel like the concept of of the album it gives it like another life, or, or you know, or a single, or a whatever it is, an EP, like a concept of a release, like gets a whole nother life to it and I guess like you start to think about the song in a different way like outside of just just the music of what it's conveying and like um so that feels really exciting um for me and especially at the moment you know since releasing music in 2019 like now it feels like because we're you know everyone's online all the time and everything is just like a short video clip like having video content is really important to have Mm -hmm. Yes, to and like I definitely can see the difference of having a strong video. Um, people, you know, maybe will discover the song from that. I guess or yeah, cool thing. And um, yeah, I, I love it. Like if I yeah, if I could, like I said, if I had the budget, I'd make a, a video for every single song I released. <laughs> it would be yeah. so much like Beyonce. Well, yeah, know. absolutely. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I can't tell that any of these are low, a low budget uh, in respect of. So that's high quality. That's, yeah. Correct, correct. (laughs) You've been able to shoot really good quality uh, footage. um, Mm. And you can't, even though there's a lot of editing component, obviously you've been able to work with good friends and that have really helped you out along the way. um, And hopefully in the future when you're an absolute superstar, you can call (laughs) call them in on a bigger budget. But uh, but, yeah, their money's coming one day. (laughs) Correct. Let's flick back one year before that uh, to yeah. the Heartbreaker. Um, yeah. This is a classic kind of backyard shot uh, to me. Um, yes, that was at the at the in the in front of a garage um, at my um, grandma's house, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So yeah. Yeah. we're going to play a little clip from Heartbreaker as well. Cool. Look at you guys. You were just babies four years ago. Look how young everyone looks. Yeah. That was 2018, I think. So five years ago. Absolute babies. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool to see. Um, but it's yeah. got a whole lot of grease about it, that little yeah. uh diner. Um yes. obviously that's part of the the style of the look, the the old pinball machines, the old games arcades. Um, yeah, it's a great song, uh, Heartbreaker for sure. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, that clip was, yeah, 
We recorded um, both Heartbreaker and Shotgun with um, Fraze, a really old friend of mine and great friend. Um, he runs the Avery Studios um, in Abbotsford. So um, so that's that's kind of the sound of it. But, yeah, the film clip, uh, Ray Caldwell shot, shot that one actually, um, who plays music under the name Baby Blue. She's a legend. She also um, designed my Rottweiler T-shirts that I have for sale. Yep. There's a few of them left. Um but yeah, that that diner that was at um, Coburg Drive-in. Yes, it did. Um, it did. I was about to ask you, was, yeah. was it Coburg Drive-in? Yes. Yeah. Yep. The diner as well. I think recently, um, beautiful Greta Ray has shot a film clip there as well um, in yep. the diner with like full kind of like full choreography dancers um, actors, yep. which is it's it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's such a gorgeous spot. Like it's mm. such a cool. We just I think we just asked. We went in one day and, and checked it out and asked Glenn, who was the manager, I know because I had his business card for a long time. And <laughs> he just he was like, Yeah, sure, I guess. Come in and shoot, no worries. So they must get it a lot. I've seen I've seen yeah. lots of like press shots and, and videos shot at um I think Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever did a a video there or at least a photo shoot. Nick McKinley, I think, shot that. And um I know that Al's taken photos of like um Dan Parsons there and it's just such a beautiful space. You know, so cool that like a drive-in movie still exists as well. Like, I could see uh, an Emily South gig there. Who knows? One day, a live gig. Yeah. yeah, I'm up for it. Yeah, someone puts really a festival there would be great, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, they would be. Yeah. Um, definitely, both a night and day festival. Um, yeah. Why not? Speaking of festivals, yeah. out of all the gigs, all the gigs you've played um, along the way. How much do you love playing at festivals in comparative to, you know, no matter what size the festival, obviously Gem Fest yeah. and those little what smaller ones, Lulipalooza coming yeah. up for you is an exciting time. Yeah. Um, do such a great job. No matter how big the festival is, what's your love and experience of festivals? I, mean, I, I love festivals. They're incredible. I think like the first festival that I played was maybe Bendigo Blues and Roots Music Festival. Um, Colin Thompson used to run that, who's just a legend, um, you know, and I kind of just went up by myself and played solo um, maybe in 2014 or 15 and um, it was just amazing. Like you just meet so many people and you get to share the stage with, you know, so many incredible acts. Like no matter, yeah, no matter what the festival is, I feel like I feel like a lot of my, you know, friendships and, you know, musical relationships have come from playing festivals and, and being at festivals and kind of like celebrating with, you know, everyone's in the same place at the same time. And um, it's just so much music everywhere. Like it's great. Yeah. Always. And the really important part, really important part of our festivals is, is breaking new audiences too. Um, a lot of fans yeah. see yeah. new bands that they would not necessarily, Absolutely. You, know, you, you look through a lineup of a festival and you say, oh, like this is a great lineup. Oh, I don't know these guys. Make yeah. sure you get there early. Check yeah. out all the whole lineup. I guarantee you you'll find someone at a festival yeah. you hadn't heard yeah. before. Totally. It's so true. And and I feel like that too, you know, playing festivals or, or even just going to them. And um, yeah, you absolutely always discover someone whose music you love and you know continue to to listen to and, and follow. And and they, yeah, it's, it's a great thing. Yeah. yeah. Sure is. Um, let's touch on Lily Palooza. Uh, yeah. Now. Yeah, I'm uh, excited. Coming up, coming up yeah. November eleven. That's right. Um, yes, correct. That is going to be an exciting lineup. It's it gets bigger and bigger every year. Lily Palooza oh for God. sure. Incredible. Um, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and a band. Obviously, the the Murlocs and Coffin 
yeah. no question. They're they're absolutely amazing. Uh, Full mm -hmm. Flower Moon Band is absolutely at the top of their game right oh, now. Huge. Uh, yeah, and the lineup, you know, continues down. Why they may get smaller in name, they're no smaller in stature. <laughs> uh, I can guarantee yeah. you. And some of those names, I guarantee you, in the next few years, will he be headlining some of these festivals. So I think so. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's going to. I'm so excited to play that festival. Um, yeah, John Lee and Asia, who have been, you know, putting it all together, are just incredible, and they're just, yeah, they're incredible people, and um, they're going to. You know they're they're good at throwing a party, so it's going to be great. I'm sure. I think you were at Across the Punt that we played. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you know that was like the Jim and Lily together. Yeah, that was cool. Now, great concept. Like, yeah, great concept. Amazing yeah. and kind of you know it makes so much sense. Um, so many. It people. does. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I haven't seen that done very often. Uh, two yeah. venues, uh, yeah. switch bands. Not all the bands played both gigs. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah, but it, it, I mean, I, I remember being with ten or so friends there, and we're like, "Okay, so do we shoot down a Luli now, or do we wait here? Yeah. Um, what's the deal?" And we kind of end up stuck at the gym for most of it, to be perfectly yeah. honest. And, and it was hardly yeah. stuck at the gym. There was just such a great lineup, and totally, yeah. I think I was the same. I after our set, I stayed at the gym. Um, I think bench press was on after us, so I like watched their set, and then stayed for full flower moon band who just like absolutely blew my face off like they were so amazing and i've seen yeah. them before but yeah. there's something about seeing bands at the gym at, yeah, like yeah. As you know, it's just like you're on the floor you know the wooden kind of floorboards right next to the band you're hearing the drum kit straight in your ear like a rock band at the gym is so great yeah. um that was huge that was so much yeah, they were incredible so i was so blown away by full flower moon bands that i was like they were the only band that i went to uh Luli to see again and um, I think I missed, yeah, I missed seeing like Dr. Shaw's Unusual. I've seen them before, but I missed them at the gym and I think they were the only band I missed and then I was back at the gym for the rest of the night. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the Vortex, that is a gem. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And such a yeah. tiny little place, but God, are they packing yeah. in and it's it's an unbelievable energy in that place, a little L-shaped L -shaped bar that uh, people like and the sounds over to one corner. But it does, you know, like Absolutely. everything in that place like shouldn't quite work, but it just works so well and it's such a yeah, it's such a good vibe. Like, yeah, and and obviously Gemfest. Gemfest yeah. was just on and and yeah. for the first time in a long time, uh there was a little impromptu gig upstairs, which was which Demario was awesome. Gymfest, yes, eh? Yes, Gymfest kicked off. <laughs> so that was that was fantastic to see. And yeah. it was one of those rooms that you kind of just felt like, wow, this is a special moment. Um yeah. Yeah. At Giggle, I go to a truckload of gigs, uh, as a lot of friends of mine do, yeah. and we kind of text each other if you're not at the gig and just say, Man, you just missed gig of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, we have a few of those moments, which is great. So, I'd urge everyone to get out and see a band, uh, in the next yeah. few days and this weekend, and most importantly, Friday night, it's going to be a busy one. Yeah. Um, it your really first, is, your first port of call is right here, <laughs> uh, you got to be there for sure at yeah. the old bar uh what time are you on stage we're on at stage, 11 p.m very late okay. for me <laughs> but yeah. it's a rock it? show so rock yes. and roll you know it's not early um so yeah doors are at eight kate alexander who is absolutely amazing and she has a full um the band so she usually plays with nick finch and um i think uh i think jules plays guitar with uh plays drums with her sorry from moody beaches and so she's got her regular drummer, Jules, and uh, Hannah. 
from Hannah and Jesse Lee's Bad Habits, who's going to be playing guitar in her band. And then um, Jesse from Moody Beaches also is going to be playing bass. So it's just like a complete incredible band, um, mm. the four of them. And then we've got Bad Bangs on at um, 10. So Kate Alexander's on at 9, Bad Bangs at 10, and then we're on at 11. Yes, absolutely. What a Friday the 13th in true. Yeah, that's right. True true crazy style. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Yep. As it does. As it does. Yeah, seriously. It's it's another vortex of of the scene, I think. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Before we um, actually, no, let's touch on it now. Let's touch on the band. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Give us these beautiful humans in the lineup that you've uh, put together here. We touched on them before. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So Matt Dixon, who is um, on the left below me, is amazing. He plays guitar and baritone, also my partner. He's just, yeah, he's amazing. He plays pedal steel in a bunch of bands as well. I know that you know some of his music that he plays plays in. He plays with Luke Sinclair and the Paper Kites and um, he's been playing with Hannah Cameron as well, who is gorgeous. And, yes, he kind of plays with everyone. He's right now rehearsing for a show that he's playing tomorrow with Timothy Wolf and um but yeah he's just he's just a, yeah that's it exactly yep so we that's have to, tomorrow night. we have to give yep. it a quick pump because it's a it's yes. going to be a great show a new lineup for Timothy yeah. um he's a that's friend right. of the show uh, obviously yes. his, his first album is incredible this album is probably going to be hard to top um yeah but it's going to be a ripper as well so I mean Matt um yeah. does an incredible job on pedal steel yes, he uh, does. Yeah, it'd be beautiful. So shout out to Matty Dixon. Um, yeah. You're doing incredible things, Matt. Um, keep it up. And to have Timothy Wolf out front uh, will be a special moment at, um, yeah. at yeah, for sure. Well, I think it's going to be beautiful. And also the Thornbury Theatre is just such a beautiful venue to see, you know, especially, you know, you, you can kind of sit down and just enjoy the show and the, the theatre itself is gorgeous. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, right, Matt. One more in the yeah. band. There's um well Will is on my right in that photo and he Two plays more. bass. Two more, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Will um he's a great friend of mine. We've been friends since we were like sixteen years old. So we met at a house wow. party and just kind of um yeah, we've been really great friends ever since. And we've we've been playing music together actually. Like when I first started gigging, we used to play in like a folk duo together and do um a bunch of I guess kind of he really inspired my love of like country music, I guess, and like Gillian Welch and all of that sort of stuff. So that was, we, you know, we used to write songs together and, um, I, yeah, a lot of playing with him taught me a lot about singing harmonies. And um, so, yeah, we've been friends for a really long time and he's he's amazing and he still plays bass in the band and um, he doesn't really play with many other people. He has a couple of bands that he plays with for fun and um, but this is kind of his main music gig, I guess. Cool. He's, Stealing yeah, himself. He's like, Yep. Yeah, yep, yep. It's easy. So if he, you know, he'll never have another gig booked when when yep. I'm playing. So that's good. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then Dan Berry plays drums with us, who's amazing. They've all they're all um, on the recording of Weekend and and all the other stuff. Actually, on yeah, and everything on Motel as well. That's that's the band that you can hear. Um, Dan Berry's amazing. He also plays in the Horns of Leroy, and um, he's he's great. He's just an amazing drummer. He brings so much energy, and he's absolute sweetheart and yeah he yeah incredible rock drummer mm. um you know aside from like he kind of does lots of kind of jazz stuff and um you know he horns of leroy is like a new orleans sort of jazz band and um but yeah he, he just brings fire 
to <laughs> to the yeah. to the band. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And just while well, we're touching on that, um, give us give us an artist uh that i'm we may know but give us one that maybe we don't know uh that you've mm. out that's, that you see out there a bit or you've connected with and you've thought guys you've just got to see this guys or this band who who is yeah. it for you at the moment for me at the moment it is let me think about this i mean there are so many this is such a hard question just one it is just yeah. no yeah i just want one, just one. <laughs> i'm gonna say a young band called hot glue um right. they Firstly, have the best band name ever to exist, yeah. Hot Glue. They've just released an album called Hatchet, and it's so great. Um, they're actually – so Matt and I both teach at um, a school in Albert Park, and um, both of the siblings in that band went to that school. So we've taught both of them. Um, I taught Pearl when they were in year 12 in 2019. Yep. So um, – and now they're kind of like – you know, they're both out there. Lily's older, and um, they're a three-piece with Henry on drums, and they're just – their sound live is just huge. You know, it's kind of like a bit like Big Thief and a bit like Nirvana, I'm going to say, like grunge kind of yeah, yeah. Yep. huge distorted heavy guitars, um, great bass riffs, or like great drumming, beautiful harmonies, like they're siblings so they harmonise beautifully and their songs are, yeah, incredible. So definitely, yeah, and, and they're playing a lot. Like they're in their, you know, really early 20s and, and they're just gigging a ton. They just did like an album launch a couple of weeks ago and it was incredible and yeah. um, they're just a great band to go and see and see them now while you can because the tickets aren't very expensive and soon they're going to be blowing off. They just supported Carla Geneve at um, the Nightcat as well, so mm. they're, they're breaking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very good. It's always good yeah. to hear a band they're as they're amazing. coming through and uh, we always talk yeah. about it. Get, them, get them before they're big. Um because yeah. you definitely remember those moments for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, they're just really incredible and great, great kids. Yeah. And another band doing amazing things that I've seen recently uh, quite yeah. a few times is, is Sweet Talk. So oh, yeah. um, if you haven't seen them or um, anyone out there on the show that is listening and or watching that hasn't seen these guys, they've got a run of shows coming up. They're incredible. Uh, five or six guys in the band, um, all incredible harmonies. They all sing. It's phenomenal. So get amongst it. Um, there you go. There's one from me. So, all right, we're going to talk about weekend. Yeah. And this is the clip uh, that you're going to see, or you're obviously not going to see the clip on Friday night, but you're going to see it raw and live um, at the old bar. But here it is, the clip first, called Weekend.
go there's a snippet of it weekend uh what a cool <laughs> clip um yeah yeah flashes you back to the old days of working offices when everyone had to be in the office there's a bit of fun in the office the old yes. birthdays plenty of things yeah. happened there how fun was shooting that little clip oh, it was so much fun i had the best time it was yeah incredible as you can like you can see that it's not dan berry on the drums the same as a photo rob munos came and and played uh, drums with us for the clip, and he's so you would have seen him playing guitar with us actually at Across the Punt when yep. um, Matt was overseas with the paper kites. So um, he was hilarious. Rob is always hilarious. He'll be playing Lily Palooza with us as well, so he's like an honorary band member. Yeah, yeah. Um, always funny. Al is hilarious. So Al, who is the main star in the Yellow Jacket, she um, she's the one who was taking takes all my photos and is is my best friend and um so she was also hilarious she just nailed the role of you know kind of you know office worker in yeah. all the references and um yeah it was such a good time matt actually just he he cooked his dates when he he was just been on tour with the paper kites and he was coming back and he thought he was back on monday and we were shooting on wednesday and he didn't consider like the time difference between like Canada and Australia. So he actually got <laughs> back at like 1 p.m. on the Wednesday of oh, the shoot. Yeah. So, but he was amazing. He just pushed through the jet lag and he, we were there till 1 a.m. shooting at Nick's studio. Um, wow. So, yeah, he did a great job. Will was great. He was actually like the whole song was about working and he just came straight from working in his office key, <laughs> which was great. Um, yeah, the clip the clip itself was incredible. Like like so much fun to make. And Nick McKinlay, who directed it and, and produced it, he is just so great to work with. And he gave so much time and consideration to the entire project. And he really wanted to like, um, you know, he's been a friend for a long time. And he, he just really wanted to understand what I wanted to see in the clip and, and really get behind it and kind of like um, behind the song itself and, and the references and you know, we had so many kind of chats and meetings to talk about what we wanted it to look like and he kind of honoured everything so beautifully and, and he's so great at what he does. Like just, yeah, I could not kind of conceptualise like a, a story in a, in a video clip but he did such yeah. a good job of doing that. And, and Lonnie Thompson did all the art direction and she was incredible. Like she went and sourced like the fax machine that we crush at the end with, with the golf club and you know, all the balloons and the cakes and everything. She just kind of the folders actually. So we shot it at Nick's studio in um, in Thornbury, which I had never been to before, and I walked in and it was set like that, like it is in the film clip, and I was like, oh, it's just an office space. Great. They're like, no, no, it doesn't look anything like this yeah, usually. Yeah. So yeah. the next day when I went to, like, pick up stuff, I was like, oh, wow, they really <laughs> set Put it. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, come out. So great. It's good. It's really very much like an episode of a show you'd, you'd picture um, back years yeah. ago and, and you just kind of picture that whole office uh, hijinks on a Friday afternoon yeah. uh, ready to yeah. go before the weekend. It's really cool. Yeah. I'm glad that that comes across because, yeah, that was that was a, 
references were like Nine to Five, the Dolly Parton movie. Yep. With yeah. um, Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda and like Office Space, which the kind of smashing of the printer at the end is an homage to that, and um, you know the Office, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah I'm glad it no. comes across. I think they did a yeah. great job. Well, well done, firstly to you, uh, and congratulations on the single. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, look forward to seeing it live Friday night. Um, and also congratulations to the rest of the band and everyone else that put anything to do with. Uh, conceptually and filming this i saw a little few outtakes and behind the scenes of this clip as well which is yes. really cool to kind of put out in little snippets and capture yeah, uh, and just shows yeah. the kind of hard work that gets done behind the scenes and the amount of detail and the amount of effort that uh generally photographers and videographers and stuff yeah. don't get to see uh or you don't get to see them yeah, so totally. well done thank you thanks so much aaron and yeah a shout out as well to like anna laverty who produced the clip and engineered, uh, sorry, produced the song itself and engineered and um, Joe Carroll who mastered it and, yeah, oh, so many, so much work by so many amazing people that, you know, goes into releasing a song and I appreciate them all very much and I'm very grateful to be able to do it. So, yeah, definitely. So much. Yeah. And hopefully Friday can be one big party uh, to kick off the weekend. Yes, Friday night, Friday. Yeah. Friday, yes. Uh, as they say yeah and i was lucky enough to meet your your dad actually at the gem one night oh, yeah okay he uh yeah. it was an absolute ball queenie was opening for you um, that's right yes and it was he was on yeah and your, your dad had a very good chat with me uh like he did with everyone that night at the bar no doubt um, <laughs> oh yeah i'll be he'll be watching this so you you yeah absolutely right. he'll be on peter south he'll be I there on friday night out of all the people at the bar, uh, he was probably the proudest man in the room that night for sure to see his daughter up there absolutely killing it. So he's, he's um, a great supporter of my music and yep, I appreciate it. And he will be well behaved on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> for at the start, maybe not at eleven o'clock, but we'll see. Uh, all right, so shout out to your dad uh, yeah. for being being one of those guys that introduced himself and said hello, uh, the, one of those guys that makes you feel comfortable in the room for sure. So oh, that's nice to hear. Give Thank us one you. of your biggest influences on your career just to kind of finish off. Oh, biggest influences on my career? Like in mm, terms so of like far. influence of, of music? Music, in, in, in particular music, yeah. Mm. Um, like, wow. Well, it doesn't. No, it doesn't necessarily have to be music. It can be someone that's really instilled something in you, with you think of almost every day, and it it comes across in you in the person you are today. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Al Parkinson, who yep. has you know I think without her, I would not be playing music now because when we you know she was the one who encouraged me to kind of like play my songs in front of people, and we played our first gig together and. She kind of moved on to manage some huge bands and do an amazing job of that. And she's just kind of gives me her time, you know, and, and advice always. So I, I feel like, yeah, Al Parkinson for sure, who is, you know, gives me, I, I often say this to her, I'm like, I would not be playing music if it wasn't for you helping me play music. So, um, yeah, definitely Al. And, you know, really kind of like so many of the women in the music industry who work behind the scenes, um, you know, who do so much work and offer so much advice and give so much of their time, um, you know, to other people who are just trying to do the same thing that they're doing. So, um, yeah, huge shout out to everyone like that. Like um, Elise Newman, who's been doing my publicity is incredible. And um, 
so many people, Cara Williams, who's helped me, and Sabby from Maths and Magic, and there's so many incredible like women who are like managing bands and doing all that stuff behind the scene and learn all these skills and kind of like fight in the industry to give people a voice. So yeah, for sure, our Parkinson is the one. <laughs> Beautiful, great shout out. Um, yeah, and there's a couple of last ones I, I must admit. Um, if you could go and play one venue uh, right yeah. now, can be anywhere, anywhere you've ever been or wanted to yeah. be, anywhere in the world, you could tra- be transported tonight. There's a couple of questions there. Where would it be? Yeah. And obviously you're headlining, but you can uh-huh. have any band you want uh, as your support. Forget the level that they are, but who yeah. who would you really love to support you? Um. I think, like, I don't know all of the huge venues in Paris, but I'd love to be playing a headline show in Paris. That's a dream. Perfect. Um, So um, somewhere in Paris, the lineup would be, oh, gosh. So it doesn't matter if they're a bigger band. Is that what you're saying? No, no, you can have anyone. I mean, I'd just like to play with my friends, really. I'd like the same lineup this Friday night. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Just party together. Um, uh, can it be a festival? <laughs> it's about to be. Yep. <laughs> it's about to be. Love to play with Amal and the Sniffers, Idols. Yep. yep. Um, one of my favourite bands, Cash Savage, who I know plays in France quite a lot, who is obviously amazing and a you know stalwart of the Melbourne scene. Yep. Um, yeah, Kate Alexander and Bad Bangs, who I get to play with on Friday. That's who Very I like. Cool. To play. Yeah. Everyone, all the bands, Full Moon Band, Enola. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's plenty. It's a big festival. There's about plenty. It's really hard to choose. It's a hard question. But in but the Paris. Most in- Correct. Okay. We've got that part locked in. Yeah. And the most important <laughs> part is uh, as you get a little teaser of what could happen in Paris one day uh, at the old bar this Friday night. Don't forget oh, yeah. it. Um, be there. Be there early. I think it's doors at eight normally. Doors um, at eight. Yeah. Make sure you get there because it's going to. It's going to be busy, I can tell you, tell you Friday the 13th. Pre-sales are moving, so I do recommend buying a pre-sale if you can. Um, and they're a little bit cheaper as well. So buy a pre-sale, you'll save like a couple of bucks on the door. And um, Yeah. That just means a couple of bucks extra. You've got to buy Emily a drink or go and buy some merch, True. most importantly. Buy some um, merch, exactly, yep. Look after yeah. the band. So, all right, we're going to finish with this last question, um, which normally gets asked by one of the boys that jump on the show is, you're having a dinner party. Yep. Uh, you're inviting five guests. Okay. They can be living or dead. Who will they be? Well, that's a hard question too. Five guests, living or dead. So, Correct. like, if it, is the party at my house? The party, you can nominate where the party is too. Oh, my goodness. Okay. We were in France before. We were in France Paris, before. Right. Okay. We're in Paris, yeah. In Paris, yes. Paris, France. Um, wow, five guests, living or dead. I feel like I'm really bad at these questions because generally I'm just like, well, I just really like to see my friends actually because it's been a while. <laughs> I've been pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> Five it just shows that, that honestly, just even that answer shows how important your friendship group uh, kind of is to you. And yeah. it's so important that uh, shows like this kind of happen to talk and talk about friends yeah. and yeah. life and introducing new friends. Uh, I consider you someone to very much to say hello to all the time, that big oh, smiling face likewise, every time likewise. I see you, Em, at a gig. Yeah. 
and Matt uh, has become a friend of mine, um, yeah. and it's just fantastic to see him meet new artists, and that's the reason we did this show. So long oh, may it continue for a while. Yeah, it's so great, and I can't wait to watch. You've got a backlog of episodes, 109 episodes I need to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, they're not all good ones. I'll tell you the good ones. <laughs> That's um, great. It's awesome. Yeah, and and any any friends or bands or anyone that ever wants to be part of this, uh, we always look forward to having awesome. a chat to someone uh, and chatting chat about new music, most importantly. And, oh, yeah, and, I'll be sending. And it stays stuff. in this little library in the sky uh, that yeah. people can jump on any time and find out a bit more about the band. So, yeah. all right, back to the dinner table. Back to the dinner table. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I just I just am thinking about having like all of my best friends at the dinner table. That would be great for me. But if I'm gonna go to like, you so we'll know, give all them. Up, we'll give all them as one seat. They okay. can all have one seat. All right, gorgeous. So so like people who are known. Um, oh, they don't I have to be known. Would... You're you're, oh, yeah. you're nominating them now. Well... All right. I think people who I'd like to have a conversation with. I think like Brittany Howard would be a lot of fun and I love yeah. her from the Alabama Shakes and from her yeah. own kind of stuff. Like she's one of my favourite musicians. Um, gosh, I just feel like I'm just like I just want to make the perfect party, but actually I'm just going to say who I'd like to meet. Um, sure. It would be fun to have PJ Harvey at the table. That would be yeah, cool. yeah, absolutely. She could be a bit of a bummer, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah. You never know. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, hmm. Gosh, five people. So we've got, I'm just going to, so we've got. Uh, so all your friends, they're on one seat. Friends, they're already there. Okay. Yeah. We've got Brittany Howard, PJ Harvey. Already I feel like this is a mis- mistake into the party, but we're going to have, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we're going to have, I mean, I'm going to say Etta James. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of who would be like the most fun. Uh, gosh, this is such a hard question. Really, that, about that's why we don't prepare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, who else am I going to say? I keep wanting to say Bob Dylan, but I actually don't think I would like to have dinner with Bob Dylan. I think I'd get mm. quite like, as much as I love what he's done over the years, I think I'd get quite annoyed by him. <laughs> Like, we had Bob Dylan mentioned last night by Stephen Holmes from Humble, and we had exactly that same conversation. Of yeah, like I don't think I was the good or the bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Gosh. Okay, so we've got Brittany Howard, PJ Harvey. Did I say a third person? Edda James. Yep. Uh, let's say uh, Amy Taylor Perfect. and Georgia Mack. Right, Georgia. Yeah, and then we'll just make it six, so all your friends are coming as well. So, what a party oh, it'll be! Yeah. Yes, <laughs> fantastic. fantastic. All right, so let's finish there. Um, we'd love to, we could talk for hours, Emily, about your life. Um, and congratulations on everything you're doing. Uh, it's fantastic to see you out there shining like you will. Uh, if you don't get to the old bar, the next opportunity you've got, I think, is Lily Palooza. Yeah. I'm not okay. sure if you're, you're on before then, but Lily Palooza on the 11th, um, and it's yeah. a massive lineup. So make sure you get a ticket to this. It's yeah, I think we're playing around 2:30-ish. So get there early. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll sell out actually this yeah, year. So absolutely. be prepared uh, and don't miss it. Don't say we didn't tell you on this show. Yeah. So. There you go. Thank you so um, much thanks. for having me. Thanks, Aaron, and thanks for all your support continuously. No we'll continue the conversation at 
at the gym or at the oldie on Friday or at every we other will. gig. Yeah, we will. Look forward to it. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Em. Have a great week. Thank you so much. Thanks for having yes. me. See you soon. Legend. Thanks. How good is the great Emily South? Um, she's a superstar. And make sure you get out there and see her this Friday night at the Old Bar. A um, couple of other quick gigs. If you can't make it to the Old Bar and you're over another way, there's a couple of gigs we just wanted to mention as well that we did as well last night, if I've still got them here. Okay, don't forget, Casanova's uh, are playing at the ESPY, launching their new album. So that's another one uh, that the boys are rocking away at and don't forget this weekend um is out on the weekend weekend at seaworks massive lineup it will be unbelievable and we look forward to having some of these artists on the show in the next few weeks um which will be unbelievable too uh we're not going to mention who they are at this stage um other than jenny don't is who we're going to chat to so that'll be a really cool interview um jenny don't and the spurs so look out for that one uh, next week, we've got uh, Font coming up, who've just released their first debut album, which will be fantastic. And then the week after, Jessica Lux is going to have a chat to us. So look forward to a few stars along the way. Um, we've got a few secret interviews, and we're still going to work out what we're going to do for that Magic Show 100 that we're going to tie in. So look out. It might be a live gig somewhere near you. So thanks for joining us tonight. Um, have a great week and weekend, and get out and see a band and look after yourself. Thank you. See you soon.